Colossians 1.28. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy that Christ so powerfully works in me. I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you, Colossians, and for those at Laodicea, and for all who have not met me personally. My goal in prayer is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may come to have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. God is all-sufficient. He doesn't need us. And we find our complete sufficiency in the man Christ Jesus that he has given us. We need nothing else and we've been given nothing else outside of Christ Jesus. He is the way to live. He is the life for us. The Lord gave us a gift and the gift is called Christ Jesus in us. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. He did not give us patience. He gave us Christ Jesus, who is completely patient. He did not give us self-control. He gave us Jesus, who is completely self-controlled. He did not give us life. He gave us Jesus, who is life. It's very important. So because God is all in all, and he's everything. Paul says here, he is the one we proclaim. We do not proclaim self-help. We do not proclaim lofty ideas. We proclaim him. In him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And why we proclaim him and why we teach everyone with wisdom is unto this reason, so that all y'all, Paul says, I want to present everyone fully mature in a location called Christ Jesus. I want to see them completely built up into Christ Jesus. I do not proclaim him teaching with all wisdom so people get a better life and have less stress and trouble. We proclaim him so that people are built up into Christ and are fully mature in him. That's Paul's goal. That's why he's contending. He's struggling with great effort is what that word means. He's wrestling. Contending is to come up against something difficult and to press through it and to struggle through it, to fight your way through it. And the reason he uses that word here is because there's contention against you growing up and becoming mature in Christ Jesus. There's contention against you walking in your full destiny in him. 
And the enemy hates little Christs walking around on the planet because people who know their identity and are mature in Christ Jesus change cities and cultures. They change family lines and generations. They bring the light in the darkness. So there's great warfare, there's contention against you growing, even this morning, there's contention even against you becoming mature in Christ Jesus. And so Paul preaches Christ. I preach him because I want people to grow up into him. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. I want you to know, verse 1 of chapter 2 says, I want you to know how hard I am wrestling or contending really hard for you, for those in America, I mean Laodicea, and for all who have not met me personally. I want you to know how hard I'm working for you, and this is what I've been praying for you all. I want to bring you into my prayer time during the week here. I'm praying for you all by name, every one of you, and I'm encouraging the shepherds, I'm encouraging the shepherds here to do the same thing. I'm praying four things for you. I'm praying my goal in prayer for you is not health, wealth, and a better life. There are fruits. My goal in prayer for you is that you be encouraged in your heart. Because discouragement actually prevents us from growing up into the maturity in Christ Jesus. Discouragement actually puts a cap on the well that's meant to flow out. I want you to be encouraged in your heart and not to shrink back. That's my goal in prayer for each one of you. And I see it happening. I pray that you would be encouraged in heart, and I pray that you would be united in love that you be knit together in love. This is not a rotary club where we get together and share some common values and we share meals and we go do good acts. We're actually united in the Holy Spirit. This is something way deeper than even biological family. This is something we're knit together with our brothers and sisters and we're united in love that actually covers a multitude of sins. The reason I can get along with all you guys and your character issues and my character issues and you can get along with me is because love covers a multitude of sins. We've been forgiven much so we can forgive very little, even the wrong that's been done to us. Love covers. I want you to be united, not in a mission of like an accomplishing thing with an organization. I want you to be united in love, encouraged in heart, united in love. You know you can't be united with somebody unless you're encouraged in heart. Because your discouragement in heart actually keeps you from people. It actually isolates you. Your discouragement in heart actually keeps that love out of your heart. Discouragement, it hems us back in away from the love that the Lord Jesus has in his saints. That's why discouragement is so deadly. This is why we meet together every day, as long as it's called today, to encourage each other. We encourage each other. The day's almost here. He's going to split the eastern sky. We'll be dead like that. And we'll be spending trillions of years and beyond in eternity. It's almost over. Don't give up. Hang in there, soldier. It's going to be so good. There's nothing to fear. We encourage each other with these words. You have to be encouraged in heart to be united in love. And thirdly, I want them to come to have the full riches of complete understanding. If you have a pencil, you should underline the word full and the word complete. It's not unbiblical to mark up your Bible. 
full riches, complete understanding. What do those words mean? You can have empty, you can have halfway full riches, you can have three quarter of a tank riches, and you can have incomplete understanding. It's possible. And so there's contention against us knowing the full riches of complete understanding. Did you know that the enemy wants to keep you from understanding all that you have in Christ Jesus? This is why we practice what we did out of Corinthians 2 this morning. We've been given the Spirit from God that we might know and understand the wonderful things given to us by God. The Holy Spirit, God Almighty God, the Holy Spirit, has been given to us that we might know what we've been given in Christ Jesus. We got nothing outside of Christ Jesus. Everything's in him. The Holy Spirit helps us unpack what we already have. So the Holy Spirit has come that we might have the full riches of complete understanding. You ever met anybody that was just absolutely passionate about what they did? Like they're just passionate about baseball history. That's all they can talk about. That's all they think about. That's all their collection at home is all about. I mean, they are just OCD on baseball history. Every stat, every player, everything. They're in it to win it when it comes to baseball. They have full and complete understanding of what they're talking about. Paul says, I want you to have full and complete riches and understanding of Christ, of what you have in Christ Jesus. Paul went OCD on Christ in this book. He said he was everything and everything, everything by him, through him, for it. Paul was crazy about Jesus, especially by the end of his ministry. And he's saying, I want you to know, because the more you know, the more you want to know. The deeper you drink of that well, the more satisfied you get. It's the only thing we can go get, we can be addicted to that doesn't ruin us. We can be addicted to Christ Jesus and go deeper and deeper and deeper. It gets better and better and better. Can't even be addicted to a good thing like family unity or your kids. You can't be addicted to something noble. You can only be addicted to Christ Jesus. And I want you to have full and complete understanding of all that you have in him. Why do I want you to be encouraged in heart? Why am I praying for you all to be united in love? And why am I contending for you to have the full riches of understanding? That you might know God's mystery, that you might know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Everything builds up to, to know him more. Everything that we're talking about, encouraging heart, united love, full riches, complete understanding is all unto knowing Christ. Knowing Christ more than we know him right now. The Amplified says, I want to know Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I want to know, I want to have comprehensive insight into the ways and the purposes of God. Comprehensive insight to understand, to know deeply the ways and the purposes of God. I want to know Christ. This is why we preach Christ. We proclaim him so that you might know Christ. We proclaim him in the beginning, go through all the stages of encouraging heart, united love, and complete understanding. We're contending so that you can know him completely. Do you know Christ? Sam asked this question yesterday evening. I thought it was so good. 
Do you believe in him as a real person? Do you, do you know him as a, a real living man who changes everything? He himself is the way. He changes people from the inside out. I was ministering to a young guy yesterday evening, and we started to talk about the Lord. And I said, what is it that you want the Lord to do for you? And he couldn't answer me. I've been raised in the church. Lovely kid. Love this kid. What do you want the Lord to do for you? He said, I've never thought about that before. So it's a good question. The reason it's a good question is because it makes God real to us. Ask and you will receive. But if we don't get there, God becomes an ethereal concept that's just a little bit an arm's length distance away. And the Lord actually wants to come near to us. He wants to draw close to us and he wants to satisfy us. Do you know him? How do you know him? The only way, the only way to access him and know him is by faith. His power can only be experienced through the portal of faith. Many people brushed up against Jesus in his robe when he was going through that crowd. You remember that? But it was only the woman with that issue of blood that by faith pressed in and touched the hem of his garment that was healed. And so then at the end of that story, he says, blessings over you, sister. Take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. She pressed in by faith and got something from him that nobody else was getting. Everyone else was touching him. Tons and tons of people touching him. But she pressed in by faith. And this is why Hebrews 11 says it this way. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why is that? Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek knowledge about him. No, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Everyone believes God exists. I dare say atheists believe God exists. They just don't admit it. They hate him. Atheists don't believe, they, they really don't believe there's no God. They just hate him. Everyone in the crowd believed Jesus existed as a man when he was walking through that crowd. Flesh and blood, he had hands, he had hair, he had eyes. Everyone believed that he existed. But that woman believed that he existed. And there's a difference. Do you believe that he's real? Like the young man last night, I believe he's real, he's up there, he's a real God. Or do you believe he's real? That he exists and you touch him by faith. That he's really who he said he is. That he's really the one that's come to change you from the inside out. I lived half my life in Christianity on one side of this. I believed he existed. I believed that he could do it if he wanted to do it. I had all the information, but man, I'm telling you, I did not have a personal belief that he existed. That he was real in my bedroom at night. That he's real with me on the way to the post office. That he's really come to bring life and life abundantly. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he exists by faith? 
And can you press in and touch him? He's not just a flesh and blood man like everyone in the crowd believed. He's actually the divine healer. He is who he said he was. She believed that he existed and she believed that he would reward her because she diligently sought him. She said, I believe if I just touch the hem of his robe, I'll be healed. And she diligently sought him and she received by faith what she believed. It's powerful. A seven-year-old can do this. And a 50-year-old can have a hard time doing this because it takes faith. We've been given nothing outside of Christ Jesus. Everything we need is in him. The solution for your addiction is in Christ Jesus. The solution for your marriage or for your children is in Christ Jesus. He is the way. He is the deliverer. He has made the way out of the darkness into the light. He's actually opened up the prison cell and he's actually leading the prisoner out. I am just floored by what I'm saying right now. Everything that we need has been given in a person called Christ Jesus. I wish I could say it a thousand times. I'm close right now, I know. Guys, he's real. He exists and you can touch him by faith. Have you invited him in to the deepest part of your heart? Have you invited him into the situation that's too dark and too black? He'll come in and he'll change it. Have you you invited him into your anger? Have you invited him into your despair? He'll come and he'll change it, guys. He'll change you from the inside out, guys. He'll tear down strongholds. He'll set you free. I'm praying that you're encouraged in heart and united in love, yes. I'm praying that you have the full riches of divine understanding, but I'm praying Would you know Christ? Would you know him and the power of his resurrection? That you could press in and know him more. Make this your prayer this week. God, I want to know you. I want to know you more. I promise you he'll answer that prayer if you mean it. I want to know what it means to live in Christ, to abide in Christ and bear much fruit. There's so much waiting for us, guys. So much. We've just scratched the surface, guys. Bert Anderson at the bank. I said this two months ago. He's just pretend. He signed us all. There's a million dollars waiting for you at the bank. It's at the bank. You got to go down to the teller. You got to go down to the drive-thru and withdraw your money from the bank. You got to do it, guys. You got to do it. Don't get distracted. Don't get lost on your way. And when you pull up to the bank, don't be afraid to ask for what's yours. You got to go get from Christ what you've already been given. You, You can't put that money to use if you don't get it, if you don't obtain it. 
You can't go put that money to use in the community or for your family or for investments or whatever it is. And I'm telling you guys, everything's in the bank at your disposal. But to get from the teller, from, that, from the little portal with the little shooty things, with the air thing, I don't know what it's called, the air. Bert, you probably invented that back in the day. I don't know what it's called. But to get that little contraption that shoots through the air portal, that's faith. To get from the bank window out to your car is faith to access it. Guys, it's all this close. The veil is so thin, guys. It's such a thin veil, but it's between living in the natural and living in the spiritual, like we said earlier. I'm pleading with you guys to cross over into spiritual thinking, into spiritual living, and access all that you have in Christ. I had another sermon about body life, about David and Abigail and about uh, learning from correction and Psalms 141, and it was a great sermon, if I'd say so myself. But what I just said to you was more important. What I just said to you was more important. That's what the Lord had on my heart to say to you. We'll get to this other stuff later on down the road. Would you press in to know Christ this week with me? Would you ask the Lord to reveal Christ in you, the hope of glory? Would you drive to the bank with me this week and withdraw all that's yours by faith? Not really, because I don't think Bert actually has that money to give to us, but you understand what I'm saying, so. All right, guys, we got a sick baby. We're gonna call it a morning. Lord, I thank you for this day. I'm praying, Lord, in Jesus' name that you would just separate soul and spirit. I pray you would fill us with the Holy Spirit. Give us boldness this week to press in for all that's ours in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Bless you guys. Bless you. Have a good week.